Welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. The Prague Quadrennial is wrapping up and it has been another wonderful experience seeing all the national and student exhibits, listening to the discussions, immersing myself in many of the experiences, getting to make new friends, and of course, seeing old ones. It has also provided me the opportunity to get some great interviews to share with you. Thank you to everyone for their time and energy. If you've never experienced the PQ, then I recommend coming when it's next presented in 2023 here in the Czech Republic. After this event, I will be heading to Berlin, Germany for the Stage, Set, and Scenery Conference and Expo. Stage, Set, and Scenery is an international trade fair and conference for theater, film, and entertainment technology, focusing on stage machinery, drive and control systems, architecture and planning, lighting, acoustics, audio, video, and media engineering, studio technology, events, museum technology, decoration and furnishings, makeup and costume design, and safety engineering. The trade show is organized by Messe Berlin, GmbH, and DTHG, its non-commercial sponsor. DTHG is also responsible for the International State Technology Conference. Stage, set, and scenery takes place on the Berlin Exhibition Grounds biannually in June. Today's guest is architect and lecturer, Dr. Stefan Robner. I had the opportunity to speak with him at length about architecture, the documenting of the process of creating historical theater technology, if a museum dedicated to theater technology is even possible some days, and ways to move the discussion. Dr. Grobner has an amazing amount of knowledge on the subject, and you can check out his work for the Initiative Theater Museum at initiative.theatermuseumberlin.de. Again, that's initiative.theatermuseumberlin.de. You can also read his various writings on the subject of architecture and technology in the publication De Viertewand, also known as The Fourth Wall. This was another great conversation, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to learn more about these subjects from an expert in the field. Without further ado, Dr. Stefan Grobner. No, it's not live. But we are now recording. So, uh... Welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. Uh, again, I'm here in the Prague Quadrennial, and sitting next to me is, please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Stefan Grebener from Berlin, chairman of the uh, Initiative Theater Museum in Berlin. Excellent. And uh, we met uh, a, a few years ago yeah. through uh, Chris van uh, Gutem uh, in, in Berlin. Yeah. And uh, we kind of started this whole journey with theater technology and history, uh, and it has culminated with 
some articles and uh, some more publications. And uh, coming up in the next week is, uh, I'm going to attend for the first time, uh, Stage, Set, and Scenery. So, um, well, first of all, how are you? And uh, now, is this your, this is, you've come to the PQ before? Yeah, I've, uh, the last time in 2015, I've been the first time here at the PQ. Okay. And uh, maybe I uh, say first what we are doing. Sure. Uh, Initiative Theatre Museum is a small uh, non-profit society in Berlin who wants to establish a theatre museum because there is no theatre museum. Uh, nobody really knows why, because there was one uh, from 1929 to 1945. And Berlin still is the biggest theatrical city in, in Germany, as uh, one might think, and we are full of collections in, in different places in Berlin, uh, but no museum, only collections and uh, not, nothing permanent on display, only in, uh, in the archives and, and so on. And uh, so several years ago, um, People from the theatre decided we want to fight for a museum to, to get one. Uh, and there are only a few in Germany, all of a very different kind, and uh, mainly also archives, and uh, yeah, and that's what we're fighting for. And one of our um, biggest things we're doing, or we can constantly do, is this uh, publication, this yearly publication, Die Vierte Wand, uh, The Fourth Wall, mm -hmm. as a synonym for the portal, the, uh, the view into the another universe, and uh, it's now yearly, and uh, this year it's uh, again 200 pages with articles from not only Germany, but around the world, and from Richard for the third time yep. uh, and telling about the wonderful world of theatre and not only focused on one special topic, one, one small view uh, like normal magazines in this case do, focusing just on opera, just on play, just on ballet or like the uh, BTR in Germany on technology. Okay. Uh, we are publishing everything what's somehow related to the history of theatre. And uh, your your background is uh, you were a professor at one time, yes? Yeah, I, originally I'm an architect, okay. and uh, I used to teach for about 15 years on the architecture department in Technical University Berlin, and was uh, closely related to the uh, master for stage design as well, mm -hmm. uh, which is an extra master, on, and uh, I worked for it also a year, and. Um, now, for the last years, I'm at the Beuthochschule uh, with, with uh, theater technology, the only university in whole German language area which where you can study theater technology. Okay. And uh, there I'm teaching uh, visualization and, and the stuff. And uh, I wrote my doctor thesis about the stage design of a German architect, Hans-Dieter Schaal, who's quite famous for his set designs and uh, exhibition designs as well. All right. And um, uh, one of the, the things that you have helped open my eyes to, uh, and, and this is probably a, a problem wherever in a lot of places, is, you know, because I, as an American, have a very narrow view of what theater history or 
drama or technology is mm -hmm. because we're told through the American musical and, and Broadway and things like that and that there is a very rich history that has come from Europe that's what has played a prominent role in in the Americas um, so I'm really grateful for that uh, especially the the architecture I think it was at the architecture uh, school at TU where you introduced me to uh, 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 Dr. Uh, Professor Bree Newsley. Yeah, Bree is from Beutoschule as well. Okay. But she cooperates with uh, Franziska Ritter from, from uh, TU. She, she's my successor in this job at, at the um, master degree stage design. Okay. And uh, they found in the archives of the Technical University this big uh, theater architecture archive from Albert Speer. Uh, from the late 40s right. and uh, made a, a project together and now they're working quite close together because Brie at the Beutoschule is responsible for architecture as well, for the theatre architecture, for the theatre technologists. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and the, uh, maybe this is also the, the, the thing with these museums in Germany and all these departments for theater history, uh, the definition of the German Theaterwissenschaft theater history excludes theater architecture and theater technology. They only look on the pure uh, uh, acting and, and, and directing and, and the like. They mm -hmm. don't care they even don't care really much about scenography and all this stuff. And they dominate these museums and these uh, institutions at, at university. And there's nobody in whole Germany, I don't know anybody who specialized on, uh, on uh, uh, university level in case of theater technology. And we terribly miss this in these uh, historic uh, reviews. And this, this is also the, this uh, publication fights to get this more into focus that uh, theater is nothing without this technology and, right. uh, it, and it also relates to the building where it's happening in and all these theater historians just look at, at the performance but don't care on which place it was made or for which place it was made mm -hmm. but you have to look much wider and, and also analyze the political background especially if you have a city like Berlin divided mm -hmm. for 40 years and uh, you just just some kilometers away there are two theaters playing the same play but in a totally different way right. and not because of different directors but also because of a different political system and a political time and all this stuff and the publication combines all this and says there's more than just this pure history stuff mm -hmm. you have to look how it's made how's the process what's the background how this all comes together so so that's interesting you talk about a divided uh, country because um, I know you 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 have lived through that experience of, of, of that um, and it seems as though even though with all these technologies bringing us together you know whether it's cell phones and computers and internet things like that we're still very divided when it comes to uh, certain aspects of how we look at things um, I agree because I've, I've, I've been always wondering what's like when I when I thought of theater history it was always you know, I could I could name you the the playwright, or I could name you the musical, or I could name you 
the actor that was in a show, but if I wanted to know more about what was happening around it, there would, it just wasn't there, or it wasn't cared enough because you, you know that's a that's just a name in a program. What, what sells is the, the the thing that people went to really go see. Mm. Um, so could you give like an example of of something that uh, exists today that you wish? Or you could say this is what people should know about uh, a space or a technology that still exists. Because I know one of the, 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 the people that we know, uh, Jerome uh, McElberg, um, is all about stage, historical stage machines. And his, his, mm. his, uh, his presentation is wonderful. And he will beat that drum for, for, until everyone knows about, uh, about historical stage machines. What is, that, what is that thing that you wish more people... Uh, could appreciate or, or know about in, in nowadays. Nowadays, Oof. Uh, yeah, mostly also how something is made. All these stage effects, nobody knows how it works, mm -hmm. and uh, and if if you then look at at the different theaters, uh, different theaters have different possibilities. And uh, the artists who work there have to relate to these possibilities. And it's not only a question of money, but it's also a question of the technology that is there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for example, if you take the Friedrichstadtpalast at Berlin, it's, it's a um, big show stage. It's the biggest show stage in whole Europe. And they have tons of technology. And if they do these shows, they're just for entertainment. They always use everything they have there. It doesn't make sense at all, but uh, it's just uh, fun with technology somehow. It, it's very strange. And uh, the, the uh, comical opera at, at Berlin, uh, they're going for a refurbishment the next years after the Staatsoper is now finished and the German opera does something. Uh, at the moment, they only have a revolving stage. Okay. And uh, not very much more. This will change, but at the moment, they, they heavily make use of this revolving stage. Sometimes you're getting totally nuts because everything is revolving. Uh, this is sometimes strange. Uh, so this, maybe this is a bad example of using technology, uh, but a lot of people don't think about it. And if you look into history, there are so many inventions that were made also in combination of artists and technologists mm -hmm. because the artists had a strange idea and had no idea how to realize it and the tech, uh, technical person had to invent something or make a suggestion and uh, this is always nice and interesting and it's better to document uh, this whole process how something is uh, getting to the final result than just documenting the final result as it is. This is very difficult because it's also a difficult thing you're sitting in a theater it's, it relates to how you feel on this evening but it also relates to the room you're sitting in the atmosphere of the auditorium right. uh, nobody really cares about the auditorium um, uh, on side of the theater historians they don't care about the, the theater itself uh, right. and, and it, it makes a difference and it makes a difference if uh, especially in, in our days now there are a lot of um, corporations where, where especially in opera 
where you do a production at the Berlin Opera and then bring it to Milan, for example, the Berlin State Opera and the, the Scala Milano cooperate. But it's really strange because the, the um, theatres are totally different. Even in size, they're totally different. Mm -hmm. So you ha had to adapt the sta uh, set. It has to be much bigger at La Scala. And, of course, Italian people are different to German people. Very. And uh, this, uh, you have to find something what works with both of them. And mm -hmm. that's also difficult, I think. You can't bring a play. A play, it's easier because you normally stay in your country because of the language, but opera is touring around the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can't bring a production easily to another theater in a different country uh, if you don't care about the people. Who's, uh, who's, uh, whose opinion or, uh, or, or um, I say, uh, maybe say insight do you appreciate because you go, that, that person has, has an idea that I think we should get around. Like, there are people that I've, I've heard speak and, and I go, you know, I wish more people knew about this opinion because I think they speak wisdom. I think we could mm -hmm. all benefit. Is there a person out there that we should all be looking into or reading about or, or reading their work that would be a benefit to the, the community as a whole? Actually, I don't know anybody. Okay. Uh, I, th I think this, this has to be more discussed, this topic, okay. because the theater historians don't discuss it very uh, really. Mm -hmm. uh, we now have a new professor in Berlin who's uh, more caring about uh, theater historiography. Okay. And uh, even in Germany, there was a difference between theater, uh, theater Wissenschaft and theater Geschichte. Uh, Geschichte is another word for his historia, historiography. And uh, he includes now he includes technology in architecture and uh, hopefully this will bring uh, more input to this uh, th uh, kind of um, knowledge as well that he cares more about this but uh, because we don't have uh, proper people who are very sophisticated in theater technology in Germany, there is nobody they can talk to. Okay. This is a problem. And um, sometimes I speak with the professors from Beuterschule, who are the only university, as I told, and they should have a professor for theater history. Who when not them? And uh, there is no other place where this could happen. Mm -hmm. And if you have somebody who's professionally working mm -hmm. at an university in this kind of area of theater technology, uh, then you can't talk to somebody. And we have to include it and then make the things more interesting. And uh, if, if you see these backstage tours in theaters, and uh, in Germany there are now uh, quite a lot of backstage tours you can, can book, nearly every week you uh -huh. can go to some opera, and, and, and the people love it. They love to see it, to, uh, what's going on, and uh, even if they don't understand everything, but uh, to get an impression, and hopefully this inspires them as well to get to the real performance and see it and have a different look on it. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I have found backstage tours, even at their, their ba most basic level, yeah. I've found them to be intriguing because, you know, even I, 
you know, I don't know what every space looks like. I don't know what every, how they lay everything out. I mean, I know how a lot of the magic is done, but still, I'm, I'm still curious. Uh, I think one of the, thing, the things that I, I wish I would have taken advantage of, but the timing was off, was when I was in Taiwan, mm-hmm. and uh, I just, there's a, a square where there's the, there's the National Theater on one side and the National Dance Company's theater on the other, and they were giving a tour of the, 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 the space, and mm-hmm. I missed it. Oh. And, I, and I've been <laughs> kicking myself ever since. It, I mean, I want to go back to Taipei, Taiwan anyway, mm-hmm. but, um, but I was like, wow, you know, I, I get to see, I mean, like I said, I kind of know how a lot of this works, but now I get to, I want to see it from a completely different cultural context. No. You know? the, the, the tour that we did um, uh, of, of, of some of the, the, the opera houses. The comic opera, yeah. Was unbelievable. It, it's one of those things yeah, where... Yeah, this was good because we had a special tour. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's one of those things where my, I, I've heard many times, you know, you know, you think that there's nobody out there who knows this stuff or things like that, but you know what? There's someone out there who you haven't met yet yeah. who's in an office working on this and is making it their life's work. You just have to find the person. The challenge is, is just... There are a lot of people who, who can tell you a lot of stuff. The mm-hmm. people who work there, most of them are not used to write something down or, or to, to work on it. Right. They're, they're, they're totally fine with showing and telling you. And this is always great fun. And uh, also when we went to Leipzig and to the technical cabinet with these uh, lighting collections and uh, I know very well that you and Chris were totally oh, we, <laughs> stoned we, after two hours. We, we, we could have been there uh, we could have just put a, put a mat down and, and slept there yeah. for, for a week. But, but for years I tried to convince Michael, uh, Michael who's doing this, this collection to write something. Uh-huh. Just a small article, just about one of these uh, 19th century systems or something. He, he only writes little papers to put it underneath the, yeah. the, the system but uh, you don't want to write something they're afraid of it because they're not used to it and they think especially in Germany you have to be so uh, so academic and uh, a thousand footnotes per page or, or whatever uh, it's, it's not necessary in, in the theater one we have some uh, retired lighting especially lighting technicians uh-huh. who now in, in um, their old ages start to write down something and, and to make some research about stuff they always were interested in but didn't have the time. Right. And uh, we are not a scientific publication where you have to do all this. Everybody can write there. And uh, if, if you're not that good in writing, we help you to, to make it a little better. Yeah. And uh, But it's, it's an... Uh, especially a publication for people who are interested in, in theater. And if I see all these scientific publications, this real scientific publication, nobody really wants to read it. 
uh, it's, it's so uh, high level and only if you're in the business, very deep in the business, you, you have a chance to understand it. And I don't want to have this in my publication. I want, want to tell people who are interested but mm. not uh, very um, special in this area to, to learn something and to get an inspiration and learn more. And the mixture, uh, the, there was an original publication in the 1920s. There was 1927 was the big German theater exhibition in Magdeburg. Okay. It was uh, for several months. They built a, a whole new area in Magdeburg. Uh, and it was a, a little bit a mixture of an, um, an, a normal uh, theater historical exhibition and a trade fair like stage set scenery, for example. Um, because uh, before until the late 19th there were also theater exhibitions but not about the art only about the technology like stage set scenery and uh, this was a mixture because the uh, technology companies they have some money mm -hmm. uh, they can spend the, the right. scientists uh, researchers don't have money they need money <laughs> to right. do their research mm -hmm. so you have to combine them to get some money and uh, and they also had a, a big built a, a full stage just to show how the stage works right, and yeah. all this stuff and they had a publication at, um, just a small um, uh, kind of better newspaper, a journal, uh, 22 issues of it. Uh, it started a year before and, and ended a little later and it was called Die Vierte Wand and we stole the title of it uh, and the concept to mix up everything. Okay. And it was not restricted to Germany or the area around Magdeburg. Uh, it also cared about Indonesian uh, shadow theater or... Um, um, some some uh, rules uh, about uh, how, how um, fire rules in, in theaters or something right. and, and uh, a lot of stuff and it's quite interesting and even if you go back to the 19th century and look uh, about contracts of uh, contracts of uh, artists in the theater especially female artists for example they have to ask the director of the theater if they were allowed to marry or getting a child uh, if they had a contract at the theater oh, wow. yeah they could sing but if you want, want to get married they have to ask before and there was not the problem the father <laughs> of, of the bride but the director of the bride right. uh, if, if she was a singer at the opera and all this and this is quite funny and interesting and uh, why not show this and uh, I, I think that adds to the richness of the story I think that uh, I, I have, I've said this many a time is like it's great that they sell these manuals that are very technical driven but no one in their right mind reads it from cover to cover yeah. anything over 200 pages is 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 a is a placeholder I mean mm -hmm. you, you may look for something it's a reference book, uh, it's, yeah. but if I really want to get into a subject, if it, now that being said, if for example, like Stephen King writes these endless tomes, which are wonderful books for people who like to read that material, but for for myself, I mean, I, I it, it does nothing for me. I mean, they're yeah. not bad, they're not bad stories. It's just I'm not the right audience. The challenge is with with information like this is. Uh, the audience is 
it, it can either be very niche or it's so widespread that you know you don't necessarily know who you're drawing from or who you're drawing to you know I, at least that that seems to be what my my view of it right now yeah the interesting thing is this might be a problem at the moment that one of our authors uh He, he writes very technical stuff and uh, I, I don't understand how, uh, it at all. Uh, but he, if, uh, he's researching a kind of um, development from some technical stage to another and during the years, so it's, it's good basic work. But more interesting are, for example, uh, articles by Chris. Uh, his, uh, his article this year, Fading Lights, mm -hmm. is about some development of, of very old lighting systems, but he always wants to know what does this light make, how does the light look like. He mm -hmm. not, it's not just looking at the technical aspect, but right. the effect. Right. And this is what the people are interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the effect? I, I can, if we take this Leipzig cabinet as well, they're full of, of historical equipment, but uh, the normal people are interested, what, switch it on and show me what yeah, it does. Yeah, I want to see it work. And uh, what is the effect of this? Yeah. And uh, hopefully we, we, we are now in a connection or for several years years now in, in connection with Max Keller, the famous light designer uh, from Switzerland who used to live near Berlin. Mm -hmm. Now he's retired and uh, he asked us um, if we can care about his heritage before he's dead, mm -hmm. that we can do something with it. He has a lot of tons of slides, and uh, for example, and he made this famous book and all this stuff. And um, We're trying to convince some companies to give us, us some money for an exhibition about this stuff, but not only... He will be the red line for this exhibition project. He is not just Max Keller, right. but uh, uh, interesting would be how was the situation before Max Keller came, what was the situation when he started, because he started to change something on its own was quite dangerous sometimes and then he convinced companies to work together and make better equipment and uh, it would be quite easily he, um, for his book he also made a one-to-one -one little kind of stage okay. to, to make experiments it was far long before virtual reality and all the stuff so you had to build it up and make photos of it uh, with the real equipment oh this is sometimes much better <laughs> and uh, we can build up these little models uh, these stages one to one uh -huh. and um, get together old lighting systems and new ones and even something what's behind uh, um, Max Keller, later than Max Keller, and show the people so that they can switch it on and off and see the difference yeah. with their own. And you don't have to read a long text and then they're telling you technical stuff and, and try to explain the difference, you won't understand this. But if you can switch it on and off, you can see it. Everybody can see it and even your child can see it. And uh, this other um, project, we have this historic model stage okay. we, we get from this school project from Bavaria. It's uh, technology developed in the Baroque times, but uh, was in use until late 19th century. 
like in the Bola of uh, Antwerp or in the Paris Grand Opera, mm -hmm. uh, which was opened 1875. There was this technology inside, and this is a, a smaller stage. And in 2016, we uh, had the first time a project with uh, kids of 10 to 12 from a primary school in Frankfurt-Oder, that's next to Berlin. And uh, they did a play on it. And the teacher uh, wrote a, an own play uh, and adapting also the stage. She was a history teacher, so she adapted the... Um, the stuff from the school, she adapted the uh, social situation of these children and the, she adapted the technology of the stage and it was a, a wonderful project where every one of the children was in charge, mm -hmm. on stage or backstage okay. and uh, all the adults could sit lean back and just watch. We had to explain it to them and were there for safety reasons, right. uh, but they even uh, handled the, the whole machinery and everything. But they got to play. And, and they had to play as well. And they changed roles sometimes. Okay. Some, some, some of them switched from on stage to backstage or the other way around. Okay. And hopefully next year uh, we will have a similar project in Berlin. Okay. Uh, it's just in preparation. It will be also several months uh, with children of about this age. Okay. Uh, and 10 to 12 is perfect age. Yeah. They're, uh, they're still curious. They're still curious and not really in puberty uh, and, and totally confused. Uh, right. and, and they're big enough to handle this technology and, and all this stuff. So. What, 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 uh, what do you see as the, the future for, uh, for, for not only the, 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 the magazine that you're producing, but the museum project, um, is, it, is it something that is... Uh, Soon to soon to be realized the the museum or is it something that is it's just going to take time to to establish? Uh, I'm afraid it will take a lot of time. Lot of time. Uh, I'm not quite sure if I will see it <laughs> ever opened. Uh, uh, we have to convince a lot of people. Yeah. The lucky thing is that we are included in uh, associations like the SIPMAS, for example, the international. Uh, organization of uh, theater archives, museums, collections, and, and the well, and also the German part of it. They talk to us, they welcome us, and uh, we can discuss with them. Uh, the Berlin collections are always a little bit difficult because they are also... Um, not everybody likes each other. That's always difficult if personal things come into it. But the uh, politics are totally ignoring us. Okay. Uh, okay, they have recognized that we are existing, uh, right. but uh, nothing more. And I don't know if there really uh, changes something. Okay. Uh, the, the problem for me is that these Berlin collections are obviously not really interested in getting a museum. And a lot of theaters also have, uh, they fear that Berlin has uh, some money for theater, but if, if there, uh, we would be some more eater on the table. I see, yeah? take and away so, from uh, that Maybe uh, they take it away from, yeah. from them. And uh, that's always difficult. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it really will be like that. And 
I always think that if there is a theater museum, um, it will bring more attention to the theaters as well. Maybe more people who are normally don't go to the theater uh, will be more curious and and to to find out about it. And, uh, we also have to discuss the concept of a museum like this. This is quite difficult, but maybe one should try something out step by step because the German museums, five museums, five concepts. Right. And none of the concepts really works quite good so that you can say this this is it. Right. And, um, but this is also one idea... Uh, of us that is totally different to all this concept to include this technology and uh, uh, theater architecture stuff inside. No, I don't know any other museum in the world who does this concept, okay. including all this stuff together. And not only focusing maybe on, on theater technology, but to combine everything and to tell the process. And I, th I think... Um, uh, won't be a good or it's nearly impossible to do a permanent exhibition of what is theater this is too complicated right. too, too complex uh, but if you do smaller exhibitions from time to time focusing a little bit or or doing like on, on a fair like this uh, a lot of small exhibitions focusing right. on, on, on several aspects and then you can get around and come back because you don't uh, Uh, manage it to see it on one day <laughs> right uh, but then you get a closer idea of what is going on, uh, around yeah the, the, the trick is 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 you we've, there's already a set group of people that are interested in this stuff it's getting the people who might be interested or who didn't know that yeah. they, they were, yeah. could be interested in it that's the that's the tough audience that you have to reach Yeah. And I agree with the, the small bites because that seems to be... Because yeah. if you threw it at them all at once, they'd be like, why? This is too much. And exhibitions nowadays have to be a kind of event itself yeah. to attract people with all this multimedia stuff and uh, you have uh, CGI in the movies and all yeah. people are used to some, uh, some event. And uh, if you are strictly only on your research... Uh, Uh, views uh, this doesn't work then as you say then you can do there's the Academy of Arts in Berlin who has an exhibition space in the uh, second low of uh, down downstairs yeah. somehow uh, you you only get a chip to get into it because they even don't uh, set a, set a student inside mm -hmm. to to watch the visitors uh, it's it's terrible it's a terrible space it's like going into the bunker And only people who really care about this exhibition go there, but nobody else. Right. You've, you've denied and, access. Yeah, and you, you must convince people, oh, this could be fun, let's go there. So, so um, to kind of to just kind of wrap this up, um, if people want to learn more about the projects or the magazine or just something that is techno technology-related... In, in terms of theater, um, where do you recommend that the, the, they can find you or something that uh, you recommend that they can go and find? Yeah, we have a Facebook. 
Facebook-Site, Instagram-Website, uh, uh, of course, and uh, there are some informations. Uh, you also find the, the publications for free at, at archive.org, okay. for example. You can download the full PDF. Yeah, the previous ones. Uh, all, all of them, yeah. yeah. Also the, the new one this year. Uh, we sell the printed version just for the price uh, of, of printing. Mm -hmm. uh, 10 euros is for is not okay. very much for 200 pages <laughs> in Clearly A4. Not. People, people <laughs> should be buying two copies yeah. at that price. <laughs> yes, and uh, but otherwise you can download it uh, yeah, yeah. For, for free. And uh, if there are projects, we communicate it okay. uh, on, on all these uh, social media and yeah. our website. And uh, this, this uh, project with the children next year is just developing. Okay. And also the Max Keller thing is just in development. So uh, okay. there's nothing uh, specific at the moment. Uh, it's a project for us to, uh, to bring forward. And hopefully we will get it uh, somehow. And uh, we also have, this is also in the Vierte Wand, uh, and the uh, director of the costume department of German Opera. She's a member of our society and she's getting 85 next year. Okay. And she has a very big collection of uh, costume designs, not only by herself, but uh, mainly a lot of f very famous costume designers uh, from her. She was director she was 22 years but she worked for 37 years at the german opera and even from the times before she even worked there as she gets gifts from these costume design oh i you have a birthday i uh, give you as a present a design i did somewhere and original paint uh, costume designs and we tried to convince the german opera next year to make a small exhibition in, at the foyer uh, to show little uh, glimpse of, of yeah. uh, I, I, the other day I made about 100 photos but I, I don't know how many there are in her drawing board uh, several more hundreds I'm afraid yeah. and uh, yeah <laughs> alright so uh, and it's the Initiative Theatre Museum yeah okay and that's on Instagram, it's on Facebook, it's, it's everywhere. And yeah. even, it even has a proper website. Um, so, great. I think, I, I highly recommend it. I check it out all the time. Um, I find it a great source of not only information, but inspiration. Um, and it's been a gateway to meeting people like yourself um, and in the greater community who, if, if I hadn't seen that or been exposed to it, I would have never known about it. And I would have gone blindly on yeah. just, <laughs> just talking about the same same ridiculousness without actually having some grounding and context for where a lot of this stuff came from and, and some of the, the important people that time or history has seemed to kind of you know forget for a while so it's nice to you know bring some of the, the these people back to the forefront and show their importance. Yeah, and we're always happy to meet people like you or Chris and Jerome and all these people around the world, or Wendy from, from the US as well. Mm -hmm. uh, she will be at Stage Set Scenery and we meet first time in person. Oh, she's a, <laughs> and she's she now has three person. articles. Uh, this is also her third article this time. And uh, it's always a quite a big inspiration for us that there are so many people outside who are working and oh. are happy to share. This is also a 
the little problem in Germany is that there are not so many people who like to share. They're not good sharers. No. They're just sitting in their ivory tower and make their research and... uh, and don't know. And, uh, <laughs> if I go outside or here to the PQ or somewhere, I, I meet so many people who so are happy to share and, and, and talk about it okay. and write about it and, and tell the world. And, and that's, that's great. It sounds great. Well, Stefan, thank, thank you, you very ben. much. Thank you. And I, uh, uh, I look forward to catching up with you next week in, uh, in Berlin at Stage, yeah. Set and Scenery. So. Okay. All right. You take care. Bye. <laughs> Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the podcast. Remember, this podcast is listener-supported, so wherever you get it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This podcast can be found on such platforms as iTunes Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, we can be reached at archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's A-R-C-H-I-V-E-T-T-24 at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Archiving Technical Theater History. We appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.